This is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Okay, well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast. This is episode number 77, I think. Wow. So I'm a little, con- I know, you <laughs> remember when you listened to the podcast that one time, Melissa? Oh, stop it. Okay. Well, anyway, we have with us today our friend, Melissa Young from, uh, do you like to say you're from Savage or Bloomington? Savage, yep from Savage, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and uh, who has been with us many times. And we're also supposed to have Derek with us this week, but we were foiled once again and he couldn't make it. And Melissa offered to come on by herself, which is, it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be fun. Yes, so you can tease me more, right? I don't know, I may not tease you. Okay. I was thinking that I might not tease you this one time, but I don't know. I don't know. I so I just got back from MOGA and the episode, the week after this one comes out is when I talk about MOGA. I know I talked to you a little bit on the drive there and on the drive back. So, cause it was, it was six and a half hours for me each way. So I had plenty of time to, to chat with folks. That was sounded like so much fun. Okay, here's the new rule, because people can see us now. You have to talk when I'm taking a drink of coffee, so all the people that are audio only won't know what's going on. Like, why is Uh, there those weird pauses? I see. Okay, on it, on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was thinking about what we could talk about, and it was going to be funnier if Derek was here, but it's going to be fun with you and I. Okay, all right. Here's what I'm thinking. I wanted to go around the room. <laughs> now it'd just be back and forth. I wanted to go around the room and talk about some of the most fun geocaches we've ever done. Okay. All right. Do you see why that would be funny if Derek was here? Yes, it would be. Oh my gosh. I know. Which one of your four geocaches that you found was the most fun? Although, yeah. what do you think he would choose? Um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I, I suppose the one where we had, um, maybe the good view on the hill up in the hill. See, that would be my number two, but that was a good one. Yeah. That was an earth cache. Who gets an earth cache for their first geocache? Nobody. Nobody, but Derek, Mm -hmm. uh, I would have picked the library. Yes. The library was fun for sure. It was interesting. I didn't realize that you, I mean, I guess I did do one other library that was inside, but I, I don't know why. I just, I, I would never have thought that it was inside again. So maybe it was like amnesia kicked in and it was like, wait, don't forget in the library, it could be inside. And I just forgot that. So it's very common mm-hmm. for libraries. Not every, it's not like cemeteries where almost every cemetery has a geocache. In a tree. 
<laughs> what cemetery? <laughs> yes, yeah. always. It's like some cedar tree that bites you. That, that is often where it is. I've, oh. you know, I've done hundreds and hundreds of cemeteries and they're not all on trees, but I think that's a good majority. Yeah. Or yeah. Fence, fence posts. That's another. Yeah. One. Fences yeah. and gazebos. Yeah. And I, I, there's one in my mind that was actually on the ground. Well, there was a stick that went in the ground, like a little stake. Imagine a pill bottle size with a, a, a little pole attached to it. And when I say little, like the size of a chopstick and stuck yeah. in the ground, which means that the groundskeepers had to pick it up and mow it and then put it back. I mean, it was so nice. Hmm. That's pretty rare. Yeah. I had an ammo can in a cemetery near me. You did? Mm -hmm. That's unusual for you. It's called, <laughs> well, yeah, it's called On the Way to Wellborn and Wellborn Cemetery. Mm, no, I hid one called that, but then our friend Train 1904 gave up his spot in Wellborn Cemetery and gave it to me, and <laughs> I hid an ammo can in there. Got it. They all run together. Well, so you've had a few minutes. When I said your favorite geocache, did anything pop into your head yet? Well, I, yes, but I already talked about it, so we can't pick that one again. That that was the um, the geocache in the bottom of the lake. Oh, that was really good. I don't yeah. remember what episode that's in, but yeah, that's where you ruin someone's life and yeah, had to nail them back their cash. Mm -hmm. That was a good story. I mean, most stories with you are funny. I don't know that today will be funny. I'm not out to uh, trip you up or or make fun of you for a change. Uh, but I think listeners like hearing about, you know, maybe what, what draws us to caches in your case, and then what leaves us thinking, wow, that was really, really good. So when you look for caches, what do you look for? I always look for favorites, like which mm -hmm. ones have the high favorite points. And I, I like to have the fun, right? So yeah. The creative caches. You know what's funny? I think I had been caching quite a while before you and I cached together. Okay. And you were the first person I ever cached with that did that. And oh, now really? I know lots of people that do it. But when you said, I don't know, I'm looking, this one has 21 favorite points, but that one has 30. Let's go get the one with 30. And you kind of did it without regard to how far away it was, what the <laughs> DT rating was. Which is fine. They, it always in, you know, and those, even though I can't remember any of them at the moment, they were all memorable type caches at the time. So, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I have my top three caches already in my head. So I've got the, the one in the water. You want to hear my second one? Okay. So this is good because I have three picks. So what's, well, and one of mine, which may be one of yours, is sitting on a spider. Yes. I thought it was a long came a spider. Or that's the movie, oh, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you would know that. I would think you would hide under the bed if there was a movie. Yes, but that is one of my three. <laughs> sure. That was so fun. Okay, what's number two for you? 
uh, the night cash. I, I just thought that was so creative and it was such an adventure from, you know, having to be at night and then like really trying to find those stupid reflection things. It was, I, I know I could not have done it by myself. Well, I wouldn't have done it by myself in the middle of the woods in dark. I would not have done it by myself. Now, the first time we went and looked for that, we did not find it. Do you remember that? We went twice. I don't remember that. Well, did you find it? That's more of the question. I remember finding it, but I guess I don't remember that we failed the first time. Well, maybe you weren't there, but I thought you were. Maybe you weren't there the first time when uh, Jeff and I went to look for it, but I thought so. Maybe. I don't were know. Were you with Jeff and I or with a big group? No, I was with Jeff. Jeff was there too. Mm -hmm. There was okay, a big group, though, but Jeff was there. Okay. No, when you and I and Jeff went, it was just the three of us. Okay. And, and we, then we did not find it. Well, let's come back to that. And so number two for me, and I've talked about all these at some point somewhere would be Stonehenge. Yeah. In London. Yeah. Yeah. What's number three for you? Well, I already gave you the three. So the, mm. the lake, the spider and the night catch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number oh. three for me. Oh, what? I was going to say, I, I just thought of the other one that I really liked. Well, go for it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was very creative, but the webcam in Wichita. Oh, yeah. And that's gone now. Oh. That doesn't exist anymore. It's cool. It's so dumb. Don't go. <laughs> I know. Well, right, we'll talk about that'll be our uh, almost one. Okay. That'll be number four for us. Okay. And then my number three would have been uh, the C note in Mexico. Okay. All right. So I know that's kind of a little bit of globe hopping. And honestly, I haven't been to that many different companies, wait, that many different countries and geocached. But those two did have something memorable. I, I geocached in Italy and in Canada, and I can't remember anything. That was that creative and fun. Yeah. Not really. So you, so you realize two of your places are, or two of your favorites are places. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't as it was just as much about where you went as it was about finding a geocache there or doing a, a virtual there. Yeah. Two of those places were places I would. OK, I would have gone to Stonehenge uh -huh. to see Stonehenge with or without. I was just shocked that there were three or four or five geocaches there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was a bonus. The other one I would have never seen if it wasn't for geocaching. Really? Mm -mm. And it was the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire life. Did you jump in the water with all those crazy fish? Yes. <gasps> Gross. Okay. So Philip and I went, he jumped right on in and I was like, there's no freaking way. I just watched, but it was beautiful. You're right. It was gorgeous there. But it's crazy no gorgeous. Oh, well, okay. We've both been to a C note. Let's talk just a minute about what a C note is. I believe that's spelled C-E-N-O-T-E. -E. All right. That's what I believe. They're pretty common in Mexico, down yeah. in the Cancun uh, area, down by the Mayan ruins. Uh, which one did you go to? You do, do you know? Mine I was didn't... near Chichen Itza. I have no idea. I don't. And I'm sure remember. I said that wrong. Mine was right by the ruins, and once again, I was with Jeff and with Patty, Florida bums, and um, 
we were burning up and I was doing what I always do when I'm up with other people. I'm looking at the app going, is there a cache nearby? Yeah. And, uh, and we were burning up hot. I mean, it was over a hundred degrees. We were out there, you know, climbing the ruins and touring and looking around and it was dirty and dusty. And we saw this sign that said, uh, swim in the C note. And I saw that there was a virtual there and, or no, it was an earth cache. So we went and, uh, in our case, we didn't have swimsuits with us. They were two hours away at the hotel. Mm-hmm. But you could buy swimsuits there, and we we all three bought a swimsuit. Marsha did not go because okay. she was afraid to. She was yeah. scared to go in, in, you know, inland that far away from the tourist area. And and if you know me, I don't. Do you know me? I feel like a little bit. That's the first thing I do is leave the tourist area and go out into the world. You know. But anyway, and it's it's a place where a C note, think of it like a cave with the part of the top missing. Does that sound right? Yeah. It's is it the one by Cheats and Itza that you went to? Yeah, yeah okay. I that was the one we went to. That didn't seem like off the beaten path. That seemed like well, see, there I go again, right? Me thinking that that was not anything. Well, it was, yeah, you're not safe. You don't know how to be safe. It was two hours and 15 minutes from Cancun. So it was over two hours away from tourist areas. And not only that, that, that C note is on the back road. You know, there's a, it's not an interstate. It's a Mexican interstate where it's four, it's four lane divided, but literally the concrete was like, it was bad. It's they're bad roads. And you could drive about 50 or 60 on them. And uh, so you could take that all the way from Cancun to Chichen Itza. I cannot say that. But coming back, you can take that back road, what takes you right by the C-Note and through some yeah. rural towns. Well, we did a <laughs> tour bus. So You were on a tour bus at the C-Note? Oh, yeah, we would not go any other way. But yes. Okay. Drive well, anyway, way. so it's a cave with the top missing. And if you've ever seen a picture of somebody swimming in water and seeing sun come from above through a hole in the top of the cave with long vines dripping into it and waterfalls pouring into the sea note, I mean, it's the most serene, beautiful place I've ever been. Yeah, it was really pretty. Yeah. Well... There are lots of sea notes there, and I haven't been but to the one. I drove past a bunch and thought about stopping, but that one was so wonderful. I didn't want to ruin it by seeing a bad one if there is such a thing. Yeah. But if for our listeners, literally, go to Cancun. Chichen Itza is worth going to see. It's absolutely worth going to see the Mayan ruins, and and literally, you're just really close to this sea note where you can swim. Take a swimsuit. If you don't, cost us 11 bucks. So it was worth it. You had a swimsuit with you on the bus? Yeah. And we were burning hot at um, Cheats and Itza, too. We were like, I, w- I mean, I was red in the face. Philip was trying to feed me popsicles because I was like overheating. He was He was like, you're freaking me out. Well, I mean, 
People that are watching and, and you know, still only about 14 or 15 percent of our people watch us. The rest are still in audio only. So you can only watch us on Spotify. Uh, but if you are watching us now, you're seeing Melissa Joe for the first time. And you're what I would call a very, very white girl. Did you freeze up? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can now. No, yeah. there, there's like, there was like no shade there. There was like one tree that had a, a leaf on it that I was sitting underneath. <laughs> Why he was trying to find me popsicles. I was seriously burning. I was bright red, burning to death. The only shade I remember is where the people that were selling knickknacks and souvenirs were sitting. That they were smart. Yeah, they were against a wall, but they had it all. There was none. There was none left for us. So the C note was beautiful. Did you get the geocache while you were there? No, that I don't know if that was before or I'm trying to think. I just remember it was in it. It was in our second house, so it was a long time ago. I'm not sure when it was, but I'm okay. certain I wasn't geocaching because I would have gotten one for sure. Yeah, have you ever gotten a geocache in Mexico? I have. Okay. So it all works out sort mm -hmm. of, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to our number ones. Your number one was what? My number one was the, was the lake dive. That oh yeah. Philip well, did. I mean, go ahead, fill people in. There's so many, I mean, after almost 80 episodes, I'm sure there's people yeah. that haven't heard or don't remember this story. Well, I'll, all right, I'll, I'll do the shorter version. Do you want me to do that? So, yeah. Okay. So it was, uh, it was a cache in the middle of a lake. Um, and so, <laughs> wait, I just lost you. Are you there? Okay. I might have gone off camera for just a okay. minute. I'm like, did I screw something up? No, I was uh, making you really big so people okay. could really see you. So it was a cache in the middle of the lake and it was a, a windy day and uh, I had twisted my entire family or my husband's family's arm to like take me out on their boat in the middle of this lake. Um, and then since I don't like fish um, or swimming in lakes, I had to then talk my husband into <laughs> jumping into the lake. So we had our, you know, phones out trying to figure out where the cache was and it was windy and we were blowing everywhere and, Mm -hmm. thing. Um, and Philip, I was like, here, jump in here. And I mean, there was no way that it was actually going to be there, but he literally went down maybe twice. And the second time he comes up with his hand in the air with the, with this bottle in his hand, like he instantly found it. And we were so excited. I was screaming. It was, it was a five, five. So I knew that it was a big deal. Right. Was it the first to find as well? Uh, no, it was not there. One other person had found it and then it got lost and then it got back on track. And then I, and then I got it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. You're looking at me. Like I'm let me wrong. tell you how I remember it. There originally was one there uh -huh. that got archived and he put this back out a different that guy. Could that could be, I think it was a first to find. Okay. Maybe it was. Well, anyway, so we got it out and and so excited taking pictures. Philip hops out, you know, hops back into the boat. We're windy, like moving a little bit. 
or what might be a lot of it. Um, and we had to put a certain penny in there for the log that it was like a certain year of a penny or earlier. So we had to find, go through all the change in the cabin to try to figure out the one penny that was that old. And we finally found one, but Anyway, so we went back to return it and we had realized that in all the commotion of being so excited that we lost the spot. Um, so we had to grab the GPS back out and see where it was. And um, we could not get the GPS to talk correctly to us. It was just, it was like bouncing everywhere. Um, and now it was cold and the fun was over for everybody and we all just wanted to go home. Um, but I knew that I had a responsibility to get this cash back, right? So I don't even know what felt like five hours, which was probably only 20 minutes. Um, I was trying, we could not find it. We, Philip, my husband was going back down and back up and he could not find this one spot that it was. It was like boards holding this jar down and, um, attempt after attempt after attempt, he could never find it. So... So the end of the story is we had to give up and I was doing anything the next day to try to get my family to go back out there with me before we left because we were leaving that day um, mm -hmm. to return this cash and they were like not having it at all. So I had to bring it home with me, <laughs> message the cash owner and then mail it to him. And he wasn't very happy. <laughs> I felt so bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So... You know, all your stories. <laughs> they end badly, don't they? Well, they end badly for other people. Yes, yes. People are mad at you, upset, mm -hmm. which is hard to believe. If if anyone that knows you, if you said somebody was mad at you, it's like, not Melissa. Yeah, yeah. No. It's just, I, I, I can be a little irresponsible at times. <laughs> I don't think you could help it. It was just one of those things. Um, so funny. Okay, so... Let's move to sitting on a spider. Now, this is one we did together, and it was fairly early in your caching career, mm -hmm. I think. Yep. Now, if I'm right, your sister got you started caching and then you quit. Is that correct? Uh, no, my sister wanted me to do it forever. And I was like, that sounds really dumb. Okay. I, I didn't understand it. And then you took me out. And I called her and said, oh, my gosh, it's so fun. And she's like, you suck. I've been trying to get you to do that forever. You know, she was so mad at me. Right. Anyway. Okay. Well, so sitting on a spider was before these other two caches for both of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was my first 5-5. Five five. Was it your first 5-5? Five five? Yep, it was. I saw this five five and it was it was just south of Wichita, Kansas. I don't know if it was in Derby or in Hayesville. Those two towns are both just south of Wichita. And it's called Sitting on a Spider. I don't have the GC number, but I promise you, if you guys will Google sitting on a spider, you will see hundreds of pictures of people getting this cash. Mm -hmm. So we saw this five five and I said, you know what? Let's go get our first 5-5. Five five. And you came to Wichita. You still do. Fairly often, mm -hmm. we kind of worked together there a little bit in our businesses. And we were scheduling the next time you came to Wichita, we were going to go get this cash. Now, I'll set it up a little bit. This is a hard, hard, hard cash to get the correct way. Okay? 
you can get it. You can take a ladder and go get the cash if you're not afraid of heights. For me, that would have been harder. But <laughs> it was a hard cash, and I studied it like crazy. And I ran into somebody, and if I mispronounce your name, I'm, I apologize. Cantu Land, C-A-N-T-U, and I think Land, L-A-N-D, from the Wichita area, uh, somebody who's been cashing there forever. I ran into him at an event talking to him about how I wanted to go get it. And he said, well, do you want to get it the right way or the easy way? Mm -hmm. And I said, the right way. So here were his instructions. He said, go buy 100 to 200 feet of clothesline rope, a hammer with a plastic handle or a wooden handle, a drill, uh, a three-eighth inch drill bit. Does this sound crazy or what? Yeah. And a stick. You need a stick that's two foot long that you can just pick up anywhere. So the first thing I did was I kept driving in circles around this thing, trying to figure out how the heck you get to it. Now, sitting on a spider, do you remember what it actually was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a bridge bottom of like... yeah. The a bridge over it or something it was all the legs of a long bridge that went over yeah. a creek uh probably was the interstate bridge but they had torn the bridge down they'd built a brand new one just a little bit down and these were just the legs sticking up and there was a concrete rectangle that sat on top of eight round concrete posts it's the best mm -hmm. I can describe it, that looked like spiders or looked like they were from Star Wars. It was very odd looking. And they were big. I mean, the top of that rectangle was probably eight feet wide. That was the short part. And then in length, maybe 20 feet or so, or maybe more. It was a great big block with great big round poles holding them up. And I kept driving around in circles, and there were no roads going to it. And not knowing any better, I parked on the interstate and walked to it, which is totally not what you should do. In fact, it was very dangerous. And I walked to it. And when I walked down there to it, I saw there was a dirt road coming from another direction. I walked back to my car, got in the dirt road, and realized that to get to that dirt road, you have to drive through some private property, which I did. You know, that won't stop. They don't mean me, right? Yep. Yep. And got to this road and I thought about the ladder. I thought, you know, I could put a ladder on top of my car or my truck and I could get down here with it. And when you look at the pictures, most people get this cash with the kind of ladder you would go up the side of a tall house with. Yeah, but like a tall house because a normal size ladder is still not tall enough. Not even close. No. Like You're going to need a 24 foot. I think I had a 30 foot ladder is what I was originally going to take until I saw Cantu land and he explained how it was meant to be done. Yeah. So do you remember the container? Uh, was it an ammo can? It was an ammo can. And where was it? On the top. It was on the top of one of these huge bridge yeah spider legs and to make it even crazier 
there was rebar, that's the metal poles sticking up about, I don't know how far they stuck up, but they originally went into the road. And when they took the road off, the rebar was still there. The ammo can was kind of in a rectangle of these rebar steel poles that were sticking up as well, which raised the difficulty tremendously the way we were doing it. And it was already hard. So I'm going to, I'm going to cue in on how we set up. We drilled a hole in the handle of the, uh, and I did all this before you got there, before I picked you up at the airport, Mm -hmm. I drilled a hole in the handle of the hammer. And then I tied the rope, the clothesline to the handle of the uh, hammer. Mm -hmm. And then I went and got you at the airport and we came and got it. Now, I'll let you take over and talk about what we had to do to try to get this thing, if you remember. Yeah, you might have to fill in the gaps. But I, I first of all, we weren't exactly sure which one it was. Um, so we were we were reading the logs to try to figure out which one it was, because who knows which one it's on. And that would be terrible if it wasn't on that one. Um and then I think we saw it sort of hanging off the edge a little bit, or we could see it. We knew which one it was because we read the logs, but then um, we saw, we were able to see where it was on it a little bit enough <laughs> to make that happen. But um, I remember you holding the the hammer and the um, twine and say, or string and saying, uh, all right, you want to try first? And I'm like, sure. And you looked at me like, are you kidding? I was kidding. Like, <laughs> You're like, I want to see this. And what did you have to try? What did you have to do? You had to take it and like lasso it and chuck it up there to try to get it to be on the ledge so you could pull it down. Yeah. So a a couple of things I remember a little differently to see on top of it. We walked back up a little hill till we could see on top and saw where it was. I remember that. Because it wasn't on the edge. It was in the middle of all those rebars. Okay. (laughs) Excuse me. Okay. So we had the hammer and we had the rope tied to it. We had to throw the hammer on top of the pillar and attempt to get... This is the crazy part. People, when you try this, you have to get... You have to catch the handle of the ammo can with the claw of the hammer yeah and do you remember the first throw you made how high you got no i'm sure i got it i'm sure i got it all the way up there though it was so close yeah i mean i bet you got it up seven ten feet so you were not quite halfway and (laughs) really it was hard for both of us we kept trying and then we figured out that we could swing we could take the rope and do this with it and swing it and let go and let the hammer fly up there. That's the only way we ever got it on top. It was sort of a miracle that it even happened. Like we both looked at each other, like, I don't even know how that just happened. I know. Do you remember how long we swung that hammer trying to get it on the top? (laughs) No, but I remember it was hot out. It was hot. It was hot. Yeah. It was a little over two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. We swung that hammer, sweat dripping down both of us. 
in the air bef- and I don't think we even got it up there for the first hour. We didn't even get it on top. And we finally started getting on top and for two hours we would throw it and it would get hooked on the stupid rebar. And then I don't remember which one of us threw it. It doesn't matter, but it went up there. And when we were gently pulling, you said, Oh my God, I think we have it. Okay. It was disbelief. And guess what? We did have it. We pulled that ammo can to the edge where we could see it. And then it was time for part two of danger. Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Like having it fall down. Yeah. And the hammer, right? The hammer, so, yeah. so we have to stand sort of underneath it because you couldn't go too far away. And we had to pull an ammo can and a hammer, which by the way, dislodged itself on the way down towards us and not get hit with either one. Yep. So we got it down. Then what? I'm just like, all of a sudden I'm fast forwarding to the end of the story. How do we get it back up there? Oh, okay. So we got the ammo can. We got the ammo can. We signed our names. We were ecstatic. We were like the, if we, if we could have played that queen song, uh, you know, we are the champions. We were so crazy happy because we kind of believed we had done something that hundreds of people will say it. They were cheating using their ladder. Don't say it. Okay. They were uh, but cheating. <laughs> none of those people are listening. Right. And, right. uh, but we got it and we got it signed and we looked through it and there was trackables in there. I don't think we took any. And then we had to put it back up and Cantu land told me how to do it. You take, now you untie the rope from the hammer and you tie the rope to the end of us in the middle of a stick. That's two feet long. Okay. No, wait, no, wait. I take it back. You leave it on the hammer. Now we have to throw the hammer all the way across the width of the top and get it to come down the other side. Okay. And the reason we had to use a hammer in the first place, now I know we needed that claw, although I can't imagine how that even ever happened. We needed the hammer so we could try to throw it all the way over and it would come down the other side where we could reach it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took us forever to get it all the way across. It wouldn't come all the way down. And then finally we threw it. It went across and we let go of the rope on our side and it came down where we could jump and reach the hammer on the other side. I remember that now. Then we untied the hammer. Wow. You know what? I'm just looking at the recording time. This has taken longer than a normal podcast and we haven't even done much yet. That's all right. Okay. So then we untied the hammer for, from it and we tied the clothesline or the rope right into the middle of a stick that was two feet long. Mm -hmm. Then we put the stick long ways through the handle of the ammo can and turned it sideways. So the stick wouldn't come out. We went back on the side we originally threw from and started carefully pulling on the rope and lifting the ammo can back to the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we got to the top and we hit the rebar, we pulled hard on it to get it to go in the middle of the rebar, which it did. And then we also did what he told us. And we, uh, I should have said this, that it was a 200 footer of rope 
we did tie to the center of the stick, but we were also tied to the center of the rope. Okay. And after we got it up there, now we had long pieces of rope hanging off both sides. The ammo can was at the top in the middle where it should be. And we cut the rope. We cut the rope on both sides, left the stick up there and pulled and got our rope down and we were done. Crazy. It was epic. It was crazy epic. We bragged about that to people that didn't even know what geocaching was. Yeah, we still are, aren't we? We are. We. <laughs> you got to admit, we're pretty cool. It's pretty cool that, that that happened and that we were able to do that. You are absolutely without a lot. I think it's impossible. I if somebody else, and I've told many people how we did it that we're gonna go get it. And I don't know of anybody that actually tried it the way we did it. But what I do know is is that many people have done it that way, probably after us, but definitely before us, because that's how I was told it was meant to be done, whether yeah. that was true or he was just pulling my leg. Yeah. I love. Yeah, that was fun. Well, we can't stay on here much longer because you have a meeting to go to and we've already turned a 30 minute or less podcast into 36 minutes <laughs> without the intro and the outro. Now, Melissa, Joe, could I ask a favor? Yeah. Would you ever go watch the podcast or listen to it? Yes, I did the other day when I was driving to Chicago. Really? And which was it? Was it one? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I told you right after which one it was, but now I don't remember. The last two I've successfully gotten my music on, and this one will have a song too. Do you have a request of which song you want on it? Um, no. Okay. I'll I pick something out. Well, I'm so happy you could join me today. It's it's good not to be alone on this thing. And those of you that, that are watching slash listening, we would love to have you as a guest. All you have to do is, is hit me up on Instagram or on Facebook in the group or email me at podcast at whereisitnow.org. All the ways you can contact me. I'd love to get you on the podcast. Also, let's give something away really quick, and then we're going to go to a song, and then you'll hear the normal intro. What do you want to give away? Do you want to give away a t-shirt? Yes, totally. Okay. All right. We're going to give away a t-shirt. To win the t-shirt, all you have to do is send us an email to podcast at whereisitnow.org and just say t-shirt or I want a t-shirt. Be sure to tell us the size. We have everything from small to double. I think we have triple X, but definitely double. I think there's triple X. So we have lots of sizes. And honestly, if you have a little kid that could wear a small, I have an abundance of them. So that would be great, but anything. Okay, we are going to go to a song, then the normal ending. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Bye, Melissa. Friends. to think about taking care of number one Everyone's around me here to help me get it done But 
When I saw that lonely old man digging through the trash I just couldn't let myself walk past Cause I know you Yeah, I know you You'd have poked me in the ribs Made me cough that dollar up And put it right there in his hands And wish that old man luck And that's what I did Cause I know you Me attend to see myself But what I'm bringing in Work a 50-hour week Just trying to get ahead After endless hours of watching numbers Scroll across the screen I just hit the lights And grab my keys Cause I know you Yeah, I know you You're probably sipping wine in the backyard on the deck Listen to the radio as the sun sets in the west I should be there too Cause I know you When I'm with you I see a bigger picture I see the world beyond myself Where I can make a difference well, I can lend a hand Give a damn About what really matters And I'm a better man Cause I know you Yeah, I'm a better man been listening to the where is it now geocaching podcast please subscribe rate us five stars in your reviews and tell your friends about the podcast now be good lads and lassies and go and find a geocache